0: Well, welcome to A Coach's Perspective. This is Jenny Hopkins, and I'm your host for this show. And this show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is our presenting sponsor. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com. Member FDIC. We're going to talk about other sponsors throughout the week. And and stay tuned to the post-game talk because I'm going to talk a little bit about my favorite favorite teammates, which are my sponsors in the post-game talk. So we'll be there shortly. So tonight is a celebration. We've hit a little milestone here over at A Coach's Perspective, and I um, am very excited about it. Um, I have with me one of my Yodas. I, don't, I, <laughs> I have Ned Reynolds here, and we're going to talk with him just a little bit. And um, he is here. Do you know what we're celebrating, Ned? Ned?
1: It would have to be a milestone in your broadcasting career. I'm going to guess probably 300. Is that right?
0: That is accurate. That is accurate. And so you've listened to the last 299 shows. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why are you laughing? <laughs> well, first
1: of all, I'm going to amend your initial comment. Yoda. The only thing about Yoda is I look like him. And that, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's no. <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> Very wise you are.
1: <laughs> well, the fact of the matter remains that this is, this is such an exemplary level of broadcasting, Jenny, and, and mean that sincerely. 300 broadcasts over a period of almost seven years, if not exactly seven years. And I doubt very much that the public realizes the dedication that's involved in doing something like that because it isn't just going in and turning on a microphone and talking for an hour once. A week. No, 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 it doesn't work that way at all. There's a distinct level of creativity that's involved in this, Obvious planning and a diligence in wanting to do this. I can't tell you how many times I've been in this business a long time. This is gosh, number 65 or something like that years and the numbers of individuals I can't tell you how many it is. It's a it's a goodly number. Oh, I want to do this. I want to get out. and then after they discover, eh, well, I don't think I want to do this anymore. That's not Jenny Hopkins. No.
0: no. Well, thank you. That is very kind. Pick your checkup on the way out of the door. <laughs> out the door. I, you know, one of the things I reasons I wanted you to stop by is is you know, I, when I first started, I was in coaching, you know, for 24 years. I do have a degree in broadcasting and did some broadcasting beforehand, but then went to the coaching side of sports. And when I got back into broadcasting, um, I I wanted some guidance. I wanted to be a sponge. And there are two people that I really wanted to seek out and and learn from. And that's, that was you and Art Haynes. And so um, I remember when I wanted to start this show, I took a show pitch sheet uh, to Art Haynes and said, what do you think? Think. I'm gonna take this to the station owner, and I wanna I want to get this show on the air. And he's like, Well, number one, nobody really does show pitches anymore. And so he goes, and number two, yes, do it. And I always I can hear that conversation still to this day. And it meant so much to me that he was so encouraging and gave me the confidence to do that. Um, and I remember asking you, What do you think? Because I knew you would be honest with me. You've always been a straight shooter, and you've always been very honest, and I've always really appreciated that. And you were so encouraging. I mean, it was an immediate go for it, girl. You got to do this. And thank you so much for that.
1: And the reason was, Jenny, because it could see and and feel. There's, there's a certain inanimacy in which you run into here where you get, uh, feel the person's honesty in doing mm-hmm. something like that. And you showed to me that enthusiasm. That is an intangible. You cannot touch that. You can't learn it. You have to have a I don't know what the uh, absorption is in in the human system that allows that, but you obviously had that. You wanted to do it and wanted to succeed. Therefore, hey, you can't discourage somebody like that.
0: I think that's so true. and I I, I mean, not not saying true that, yay, I had all this – energy. But I do have a passion for this. I do want to tell people's story. I love telling people's story. I'm fascinated by what people go through and how they view their role in sports and how that fits in their, you know, in the puzzle of their life and um, and what sports do for our society and, and for the development of our youth. And and so I, I am. I, I am just very passionate about that. And I, I do love um, telling people's story each and every week.
1: You don't know mm-hmm. how rewarding as a, a per- Professional in this business, it is to hear that attitude because occasionally, more than occasionally, I'm sorry to say, you run into citizenry. Why are you wasting your time with the sports? It doesn't mean that much. Oh, contrary. Oh, yeah. It means a whole heck
0: of a lot. You know what I'd say to that person? Who cut you?
1: Exactly. What yeah, team, you're, you're, what you're team did, did team? you kick <laughs>
0: that from? <laughs> because you don't see do the value in sports. You know, I mean, it, it, that is something that I think is so vital to the development uh, of our youth. To be involved, and and I say be involved, and I you know it could be sports, it could be activities, it can be it can be drama, it can be music, it can be band, it can be speech and debate, but finding those passions and that development is so important, and, and I love s- telling people's story about what it, what sports have done for their lives.
1: Not everyone is an athlete, and not right. everyone's going to go in the arena and and be a star in whatever the sport might be. But you pointed out the others you can be, and hopefully are involved. And when you're involved in something, you absorb whatever these individuals have learned, and that's teaching leadership. Now, not everybody's a leader, but it certainly is a a distinct focal point in what goes on in the world of sports and in our business.
0: That's so true, that's so true. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna flip this around and ask you a question. You know, you've been in this, you said 65 years, and you are known kind of as an encyclopedia of sports, no <laughs> right. pressure, but it, that is, um, what is your, what do you feel like your secret to longevity has been? I mean, being in this area and knowing so much about these different athletes and the coaches and the teams and the programs and this and that, um, part of that's living it and being, you know, experiencing it but what do you think is the secret to your longevity?
1: Doing what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Now, it hasn't always manifested itself. And my dad who was a school principal did not want me to follow through with this. He was very much anti-journalism, but uh, he wanted it. I wanted it and he knew that I wanted it. So he didn't exactly discourage me. He just made the path a little bit rougher, not on purpose. He did it purposely to see how much education I could absorb from that. But, do we? that's that's the key because so many get into this and well just hey this is great I work uh, Monday through Friday and take the weekend off and be a star and oh no 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 no, no.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well and I think a lot of people don't realize you know you do a, a two and a half hour broadcast you probably do five or six hours of prep at least absolutely you know I I probably do double or triple time on prep on this one hour a week. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize how much time you put into your broadcast and you have a two hour, you know, daily show. And so it's a lot of prep time.
1: Well, the key is sharing it with somebody. Right. I have Scott Perrier to. two, uh, What's his
0: name? <laughs> What's, no, I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: he and I offset yes, each other in terms do. of personality and in terms of what should be covered and what shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And it, it works out pretty well. It's a good mix. Yes. But it's the, the key is knowing fully well what you're talking about. I am appalled at people who get into, well, the world of fun and games. They think it's going to be fun and games, putting it on the air. You don't know what you're talking about. And you are branded a phony right from the word go right. because you, if you have exposed yourself. Right.
0: That is so true. That is so true. Well, I appreciate you coming by and having a piece of cake and celebrating with me, and 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 I really do appreciate all of the support and guidance and the wisdom you've shared with me over the years.
1: I'm going to tell some stories about Jenny Hopkins here. This is <laughs> I, you've heard about Iron Men. You're uh, oh gosh. I don't know what the <laughs> what the female aspect of being Iron is, but Jenny Hopkins is an Iron gal because look at all the things she does. Mm-hmm. mixes her broadcasting with schoolwork at Springfield Greenwood and the boards that you're on, the Champs, which is just an absolutely outstanding organization that helps to instill the level of success with kids who are... Pretty high IQ, and you've
0: and been a mentor in that program since day one.
1: I have been, yes. and it's a great honor to be a part of it and deal with the younger generation. And now, anymore, they're not just grandkids; they are great grandkids. <laughs> 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 but, but the uh, and and they've been, gosh, you've been the president of the coaches associations, and you're the were the head for four years in, in a row of the Springfield Sports Hall of Fame. I don't know how you do it. Do you ever sleep?
0: I do. <laughs> I don't sleep, but I do. Uh, I do say no on occasion. <laughs>
1: well, very few occasions, yeah. because you are very much, very much a part of the whole sports legacy that we have in the Ozarks. And Jenny, that's most commendable. And you bring about it. You 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 put it in the public's um, focal point by being on this show and being a host of the show. And to my knowledge, maybe wrong, but I think you're the maybe first and only female hostess. Of a, and a good female hostess of any sports show that we've had.
0: Well, that, that's, uh, that, is, that is high praise for coming from someone that I respect and admire. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate you stopping by.
1: Congratulations. Number, number 300, that's pretty
0: good. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. All right, well, we'll take a quick break, and we're going to continue with, uh, with some other guests as we celebrate show number 300 here on A Coach's Perspective. Thank you again to Great Southern Bank for being our presenting sponsor and to Greg and Melinda Burnett as they support local and thoughtful radio. We'll be right back here on A Coach's Perspective. Well, welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. This segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. They're owned by dairy farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact from scientific studies and professional dietitians that the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is, say it with me, chocolate milk. <laughs> milk, exactly. And Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate. They're a proud sponsor of A Coach's Perspective. And if you heard that familiar voice, I have a couple more guests with me I want to thank Ned Reynolds for stopping by and having a piece of cake and enjoying uh, our celebration where we are celebrating a little bit of a milestone tonight this is show number 300 for a coach's perspective and I want to welcome in the studio right now Corey Riggs and Mike McClure welcome guys thanks for being here
2: thank you for having us Mike did you get cake I did not receive cake
3: <laughs> and it was probably chocolate cake too well my, I hope
0: so I Ned, no ate, it Ned <laughs> ate it all Ned ate it all <laughs> and if anybody knows Ned, that is not, you know, that's not, not true. true at all. <laughs> well, I, these are two of my favorite guests that I've had on. I've had a lot of favorite guests and, um, you know, my mom's probably listening going, Oh really? <laughs> but, <I'm, laughs> but I I really enjoy, um, I've, I've had you all on the show before and it's been a lot of fun and, you know, I wanted to have you all on because this is a celebration. Um, you know, it'll be seven years this November and this this is show number 300, and, you know, we haven't hardly missed a beat in the unless the Springfield Cardinals were playing. And so <laughs> then, of course, we were prompted. But now, you know, it's been a lot of fun, and I've enjoyed it, and I love telling people's story, and you all have been fantastic to be a part of that on occasion. So thank you very much for well, that.
2: Thank you for having us. I know I say Mike has been on before, I've been on before. We both had a chance to share stories. Uh, about our experience and our road to where we've gotten in, in our respective broadcasting careers uh, but uh, obviously more important tonight maybe to talk about the road that you have traveled to get to 300 episodes uh, in what started really as I think Mike you'd agree with me is. Describe it as as a passion project for Jenny.
3: It was a show idea, and you kind of bounce it off a few experts. Is this going to fly? Is this going to go? Will people listen and... 300 shows later, yes, we are still listening.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for that. You and my mom. I appreciate <laughs> that. I, I I, do think, I, I like that you said that it was a passion project because that's what it is. I, I really have a lot of passion for telling stories and listening to people and hearing how sports have affected their lives. And, and coaches and athletic directors and, you know, even officials every once in a while. We let them have a voice. And, and I think that's a lot of fun. Occasionally. Occasionally. And a whistle. It's right. That's right. honey. yellow flag. But that, you know, there are times where, you know, sports make such an impact on people and that conversation and and the impact that it has on the youth in our society. I love those conversations and I like to hit all different angles. And um, when I started this, I knew that I had more of a coach brain than a broadcaster brain, even though I have a degree in broadcasting and I'd worked in broadcasting before This, um, you know, coming back into it after retiring from coaching, I I, I had more of a coach brain. And so, hence, when I wanted to name my show, (laughs) there we go, a coach's perspective. I wanted to do it from that voice, and it's been a lot of fun.
2: A lot of coaches, though, could not create the amount of content that you have created over this time. It's because you studied this. This is this was the first passion other than sports was was broadcasting. And <laughs> yes. you talk all the time about having Yodas like like Our <laughs> and everything else. But everybody has their first Yoda and yours was somebody that a lot of people in southwest Missouri, even though he hasn't been on TV in a long time, they still remember his
0: name. I agree. I agree. I was um, I started out as an intern um, and then working for a broadcaster here in town, Jerry Jacob, and he was amazing. Um, I can't thank Jerry Jacob enough because he put me on a path of of really know being knowledgeable in the broadcasting world. Um, he was he was very blunt. He was very direct, um, but he was a great coach. Um, he really helped me a lot. Um, plus, he's he's an incredible incredibly talented and creative person and broadcaster and I just I soaked in things I was a sponge around him so thank you to Jerry Jacob if he's listening all the way Um, he's probably in an airplane right now or (laughs) you never know what Jerry Jacob is doing but I will um, forever be grateful for his influence Um, he's helped he helped me not only professionally but also as a person and so I'm very grateful for him. And, I, you know, when I retired from coaching, who was one of the first people I called? And that was Corey Riggs. And I said, hey, Corey, you got any gigs for me? <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Because I'm going to have some time on my hands and I want to, you know, I want to stay a part of the game. And you were the first person to To really give me some regular gigs, and I, I can't thank you enough for that.
2: And if there are any coaches out there thinking about changing careers down the road <laughs> and hope that somebody like Mike or I will help you out, the first thing you need to know is be very quick to respond to the emails when we ask you for your roster, your stats, and your probable starting lineups, and yeah. that will jump you up the waiting line for who might be a color analyst. Right, Mike? Yeah, put
3: them in the top five. <laughs>
0: right well and and you know i think that's one of the things too that i see all kinds of different broadcasters that i've worked with and mike mcclure like it, there's not a broadcast or a time i've been around you and i've not been impressed i mean you know your stuff i mean you do your homework that's great but you have this knack of bringing um the picture to the airwaves that's incredible so i've really learned a lot from you too so thank well, you
3: you're very kind it's just it's what we do if- it's a passion. We want to do it to the best of our abilities, and that's part of it. You know, paint the picture. Right. What right. an announcer does.
0: Well, I appreciate it, and I've had a lot of fun having you guys on the show and talking about sports as well.
3: Who's on the wish list? Okay, we've, you've done three hundred shows. Mm, yes. Surely, there's some celebrities. Coaches, whatever that's on the wish list for, for the next 300, sometime in the
2: next 300 yeah. shows Give me some of those names. Is this a, this is know, a trivia question. I know who question. the white whale is. Yeah, the white, I, I, I know Go the white whale. Go ahead. Give is.
0: it. Give it. It's
2: Sylvester Stallone. That's
0: right, Rocky Balboa. I am coming for you. <laughs> we need to make this happen. I know, right? So I have, and I have, I've attempted as much as possible for some reason. There's uh, that has not occurred yet, but I love the Rocky Balboa movies. I just love them. I'm, he's a real person to me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I know it's a great story, but I love the story. I think it's one of the greatest sports stories of all time, but it's a great love story as well. And I I just really think that, um, you know, Sylvester Stallone would be fantastic because I want to talk about sometimes the impact of sports movies, you know, and not only the the movies, but the soundtrack from all of those is amazing. And I mow to those songs. I work out <laughs> to those songs. It's fantastic. So yeah, he's my white whale. We'll see if that ever happens. Um, you know, of course, Michael Jordan's my all-time favorite basketball player. There's really no discussion or debate. He's the best of the best. So, I really would love to have him on and pick his brain because I relate to a lot of um, his mindset. I love the competitiveness about him and um, he he really just uh, is an impressive individual, not just a player. So uh, I, I love that. But I've had some great guests. mean I've had Joe Namath I've had Jimmy Johnson Jimmy Johnson was my first guest ever I might have rode my daddy's coattails to get that one they were teammates at Arkansas Joe Namath was a teammate of my dad's with the Jets so I rode his coattails there Um, Kurt Warner Uh, I have to thank Terry Allen for arranging that interview Patrick Ewing Um, there's been you know some you know one of my favorite ones was um, Valerie Condos Field who was the you know seven-time national gymnastics um, coach champion from UCLA and she was one of my favorite interviews. I could have talked to her for hours. She was so good, um, and a lot of people don't even realize she she's never done gymnastics. Here she is in the you know the Hall of Fame, and she's never been a gymnast. She was a dancer, so they won because they did all of the choreographing of um, of all the routines and did so well. So I've had some wonderful guests, some WNBA, NBA, NFL. Um, But I love, you know, it it doesn't matter to me if it's Patrick Ewing or if it's someone, you know, here locally, you know, an athlete telling me an inspiring story. It's all great.
2: doesn't matter if it's Patrick Ewing or Patrick Yeomans.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'll look at you. (laughs) Love you, Patrick.
3: (laughs) Hey, I've got a silly question. You've coached. You've been a broadcaster. (laughs) What's the difference?
0: the stress level <laughs> the stress level um i would say as an athlete um you know there was a level of stress but you were also having so much fun that and enjoyed you know that that was awesome but as a as a coach you um really do so much prep and and you throw so much emotion into it, and you really have very little control once the game begins. You know the execution is in the players' hands. Yes, you have control over what you're running and what, how you're running it, and, and and the personnel. You have a lot of areas that are controlled, but you don't have a lot of control uh, when it comes to um, the execution part, and so that's stressful. <laughs> <laughs> that's stressful and so that's um that's something that was a lot stressful now i will say this that you know broadcasting is stressful as well because you want to put a lot of time and effort into it and there's um there's definitely a lot of of energy that you want to bring to a broadcast um, but i i don't stay up until one or two in the morning watching film um i haven't had to do a shoe order in a long time i haven't had to order a bus um you know so there there are definitely some some different sides of it that so the stress level is probably one of the biggest parts as well.
2: It, I could see where there, there are similarities there uh, between coaching and broadcasting. I, I love the fact you are one of many coaches that I have or former coaches that I have had the pleasure of covering during their coaching career and then being broadcast partners with. Uh, I've had the chance mm-hmm. to, to call right. games with you. I've had the chance to call games with Denny Hunt. And and some other coaches and they almost all of you to a T say the same thing, which is I don't feel nearly as bad after a win or a loss on a microphone as I do, but there are good games and bad games and I'm sure because of the way I know you. You take it just as seriously when you walk away from a broadcast that you feel like maybe you didn't have 100% effort.
0: Oh, I, you know, I try to always critique myself. You know, as a coach, what can I do to get better? How can I help this team improve? And as a broadcaster, the same thing. What could I have done better? What could I, You know, you're always wanting to, to grow. Um, and, and, you know, there's – criticism as well and I I, we can go back to the the mentor that you mentioned at the beginning of this segment that that had such a big influence on me Jerry Jacob and I remember working for him one time and I I, you know he's you know he's in television and he puts himself out there he works so hard I, I don't know anybody that worked as hard as he did when I was at that station and And it was incredible. And then he would take these phone calls of people that were just criticizing him personally, professionally.
2: And and for those for you kids listening right now. This is before Twitter, right. Facebook, this Instagram, is. Snapchat, yeah, so the only way you could <laughs> let a person know that you didn't like them was by calling them yes. or or sending them a letter and that was way too yeah. much work
0: and yeah, and landline too landline <laughs> so so he would take all these calls and so one night you know, I sat him down and I was young and I was working at the TV station and I was coaching and working on my master's at the time and I, I sat him down, and I was like, listen you help me out. I mean, you work so hard. How do these people not know what you pour into this broadcast? And I said, how do you take that criticism? And he said to me, he said, you know, he said, Jesus Christ was, was a perfect human and he didn't please everybody. So how in the world am I supposed to? And so that stuck with me. I thought, you know, I'm not going to always please everybody I'm not going to bat a thousand you know you're not always going to do that so you have to have the faith that you're doing everything you can for the greater good um, I had to make decisions in coaching that were not popular I had to you know pick different personnel or different offenses or defenses and and make decisions that were not always popular uh, sometimes they worked out and I had looked pretty smart <laughs> and there were times that they didn't work out and <laughs> that was bad <laughs> it, it just happens um, and so you hope for the best and you throw everything else in there. But I did not take a lot of stock and criticism um, because I really soaked in that philosophy. You know, it's uh, they have to live that way. I don't have to live that way. I have to make sure I can put my head on the pillar and know that I did everything I could.
2: I want to ask both of you because I, I've had this conversation. I've I've had the opportunity a couple of different times to go in and talk to classes, student broadcasters, at the collegiate level, the high school level, I always jump at the chance to do that. I think it's so much fun to kind of draw the curtain back and let them know what it's really like when they get to that point in their career. So as broadcasters, as journalists, we record, we amplify, we clarify what we see. We we see someone have maybe a perfect game on the pitcher's mound in baseball, or we see someone have a perfect shooting night in basketball and go 12 for 12 from the floor, six for six from the free throw line. There are those moments where you see perfection. In 25 years, I never have felt like I have had a perfect game. Have you ever felt like you had one? Or even one that was just, just close?
3: This is your 39. <laughs> so... I just always shoot for the A. I've never tried to get the perfect <laughs> game. I didn't want to sh- I didn't want to get 100 on the test, but I would take a 93 or a 94 on the test and there's been a lot of those thankfully. But yeah, we we make mistakes every broadcast. We just try the best to cover them up. Is it, does a coach coach a perfect game? Absolutely not. Well, now, wait a minute. No, <laughs> I'm, just kidding. no I'm kidding. I'm <laughs>
0: kidding. Oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, there, there, it, is, it is hard to um, face criticism sometimes and to look at that growth, but I don't know how anybody gets any better if you don't. Right. Lean into it, people. Lean into it and make yourself better because um, it's not your first mistake. It's not your last. So, you got to move, move forward. And I think, you know, again, I thank Jerry Jacob for kind of giving me that thick skin and helping me realize that. And that, that's, a, that's huge. And like you said, broadcasters are going to make mistakes. Coaches are sometimes, I mean, rarely going, they're going to make mistakes. Officials, officials. <laughs> <laughs> officials, I mean, they're, you know, athletes, you know, they, they're going to miss shots. They're going to make turnovers. They're going to drop passes, you know, they're going to miss putts. And so there's all kinds of, you know, you know, Things like that. It's it's really, it's what you do after those mistakes that define who you are and define your character.
3: Here's the new phrase. We, you either win or you learn. Oh, I not, like that. It's not win or lose. It's win. Or learn. There you so. go. I
0: like that. I wouldn't tell me that in the locker room right after a game, <laughs> but that actually is a very, bar- that's a t shirt for you right there. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Product line. Yeah. It
2: may, it may end up on the website you at never coachesperspective.com <laughs> at some point in time. Hey, what yeah. other, one other thing I meant to ask you earlier that I didn't have a chance to get into. We, uh, when you have talked uh, in public before on the show and with me privately, about your dad, you used to talk about the visualization techniques that he taught you. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a part of that that oh, so much of that was in athletics and in coaching? where you leaned on those do you ever lean on that in getting ready for a show or a broadcast
0: oh yes oh yes yeah um, it is it is a little different technique in broadcasting I don't sit there and visualize myself sitting with headphones on talking into a <laughs> microphone but I do um, do you know the imagery of making sure I know the homework and seeing the, the teams and the coaches and, um, and I think that's something that's really important my, my dad was ahead of his time when it comes to sports psychology he had his doctorate in sports psychology and, and he was really ahead of his time and he taught me so many things and when I work with athletes today as a mental coach I work with you know teams and athletes on um, being as prepared as you can Um, and that includes visualization mental imagery breathing techniques Um, that's a big part of it and I I think that's something that is um, is a lot of fun I'm because I, I think that is something if you can feel prepared you're going to release some of that anxiety right from the beginning, and you can have a little bit more fun and en- enjoy your production levels and meet your potential. Um, you know, and and I will say too, I, I do. We're gonna we're gonna take a break here in just a moment, but I do want to to send a shout out. We are celebrating show number three hundred tonight and this milestone, um, and I. I do want to um, you know thank Mr. Mr. Meyer gave me the shot and he put me on the airwaves so I do appreciate that Um, but I also want to thank the Zimmer group Um, they've they've continued to let me stay on in the transition and I'm very grateful they've been wonderful Um, one of my mentors in the building is Don Luzader and I'm extremely grateful for his guidance him and Tom Ladd have been fantastic and encouraging Eldon Combs, Donna Neal, I am just, you know, their entire Zimmer team has been wonderful to me. And so I just, I do want to thank them because I wouldn't have this show without uh, their support. And so thank you to them as well. And I want to thank Highland Dairy for sponsoring this segment as well. Um, I'm very grateful for them and we'll continue to talk about them throughout the show. Um, So we're going to take our next break. I'll be back here with Mike McClure and Corey Riggs on A Coach's Perspective. Well, welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins. I have Corey Riggs and Mike McClure here, and this segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar, another sponsor that has been here since day one. I'm so grateful for them because they know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, and they know service, and they know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I've been one of them for over 25 years. Give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call, and they will take care of you. 417 326 7671. Also, thanks to West Logging for sponsoring this segment. Go to westlogging.com and contact Danny West. He'll give you a free consultation and treat your land like his own. And thank you to Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance. Craig Lehman has been with us since day one as well. And I'm very grateful for Shelter Insurance and Craig Lehman's involvement. So, you know, we're celebrating a milestone tonight. If you will indulge us this evening, and I appreciate that. um, You know, show number 300. (laughs) <laughs> that, 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 that's right, and I have Mike McClure, Corey Riggs here, and um, I, I, it's it's unreal to me to to think that we've done 300 shows. But um, you know, Mike, you've been around for a long time. What do you What is your secret to longevity and staying in this business?
3: I don't know this. This is your 12th strike. If this is a 300 game, right? <laughs> that's this, right. This that's it. right.
0: I'd be a great bowler. <laughs> yeah. I just
3: have a lot of persistence and have a lot of belief in what you're doing, and just continue to persevere. And take it day by day, and set goals, and reach those goals, and just enjoy the day by day struggle of doing what you do. And you know, passions are fun. Passions are really, really
0: fun. Yeah, they are. They really are. And this is uh, something that I think is is definitely a passion yeah. for sure. <laughs> so, I what what is uh, what have been some of the things that you feel like um, have been your secrets to longevity, Corey? You've been around a long time as well.
2: Uh, I, I don't even know where to begin, uh, with mine. I, I think it was, I think for me, I think the, the watchword is versatility. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been able to do a little bit of everything in this business Mm -hmm. and that versatility has given me opportunities. Uh, you know, I, I think this sort of living, uh, making, making your way through life in this sort of broadcasting content creation world, I think is good for uh, a lot of us like ADHD kids because uh, we're so easily bored. Squirrel. And, squirrel. And <laughs> no, there's there are no two days that are the same. I'm getting ready to start <clears throat> on my 25th season of high school football at Mediacom. I did, and I feel very lucky for that because I just, I honestly love what I do and I, I love the people that I get to do it with because uh, the the family the the fraternity the camaraderie that comes in this group uh, is a lot of fun and you've mentioned Art Haynes we've watched this community in Springfield and the sports community rally around this man for 11 plus months and and I don't know that you see that everywhere but but I know I see it here I know I see it in people like Mike and you and Don West and Ned Reynolds and and everybody else so it's 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 a great community to be a part of Div. now you've had different perspectives and different segments for 300 episodes of this show what have been some of your favorites i know you've been big on themes you've had different themes over over the seven years mm-hmm. i know what my favorite is i won't speak for mike but the fact that you have pit art haynes and ned reynolds in announcing challenges of things as ludicrous as like hibachi cooking and walking through a haunted house, there, it takes a unique perspective—maybe not a coach's perspective, but a unique perspective—to decide to make a couple of Hall of Fame broadcasters do what you have done.
0: I can't believe I've talked them into doing some of the shows we've done. It's been so fun, um, but they're always up for it. They're always like, "What do we got this time?" So my Ned and Art challenges have been some of my favorite ones. I've been enjoyed the trivia shows, getting, um, you know, broadcasters in the studio and saying, what do you really know? And, you know, testing them and, um, you know, bringing in Ron Snodgrass, who's a Big Ten referee, to referee those trivia shows and, and to <laughs> monitor them. And, and, you know, just had a lot of fun um, with some of those theme shows, too. We've had a lot of really cool series, um, The Weirdest Mascots in America. That was a lot of fun. And we've had uh, we did a, a series on rivals. And I really enjoyed that because it talked about communities and sports bringing communities together. And the pride that you feel, um, whenever you're you're cheering for, uh, you know someone or cheering against someone, you know. It, it, I think that was one of my one of my favorites. Sports psychology, youth and sports. We've we've done some series that I really have enjoyed, and, and I like.
3: The marketing side. Where did the product line? evolve
0: oh so yeah the product line well um you know that that evolved really from my post-game talk um that's one of the things at the end of every show I want to do a post-game talk because that's what coaches do right you know after a game you have a post-game talk and you talk about what you can gather what you learned from that game and how you can make yourself better or you challenge yourself and that's what I try to do is I kind of you know relate to what we've discussed that night but then I also want to make sure an issue kind of a little bit of a, a a personal challenge like here's something you can try and here's something that you can do from that And so um, I felt like a lot of times I was just, you know, talking and I wasn't, I was talking the talk, but I wasn't walking the walk. And so I wanted something more tangible and through all of these interviews and all the sports figures that have been in my life and that I've worked with and interviewed, I I started noticing these different themes and, um, you know, I have kind of a starting five, if you will, of themes. And, and so I started talking a little bit about that starting five and those characteristics that I see in these successful competitive People and you know, um, courage, strength, adventure, serenity, wisdom all of those came up. Well, those were great to talk about, but I wanted something intangible people could put in their hands, and so that's where the product line came up. So I've got some, you know, coffee mugs and some wine glasses, and have keychains, and I also have some. You know, some other products as well that I sell online. Toilet paper. Toilet paper, yes. She didn't want to
2: say it, but I'll say it. I have no shame.
0: (laughs) Well, sometimes, you know, that's part of the wisdom. You know, sometimes we have so many stressors in our life and we forget to just label them, look at them, and say, do we have control of this? And if we do, get busy, do something. But if you don't, let it go. And sometimes it's just as easy. So I do have toilet paper that has, like, stress and anxiety, hate, anger written on it. So you can just flush some of those, you know, those negative things out of your life and into the toilet. I can I
2: can, I can give a completely free and unbiased endorsement. Jenny was nice enough to give me a set of the glasses. And uh, those are often used around the breakfast table on Sunday mornings in the Riggs house when we're making up the pancakes and the bacon and the sausage. Uh, cause I'm just, you know, working my way toward that first coronary bypass surgery. Uh, but, uh, but the, uh, the glasses are perfect and they've got all the, the key words <laughs> yeah. that Jenny just talked about. And, uh, so sometimes on a Sunday morning, I'll have a, a glass of milk in my strength cup or, uh. You know, in in my serenity cup, a lot of times I choose the serenity cup,
0: <laughs> read
2: into that what you will. Yes. Uh, but but I definitely drink out of that one uh, quite a bit. And all of those tenants that are on those products and everything are something that Jenny talks about and shares in another one of her passion projects which is her mentorship program that she started called CHAMPS.
0: This CHAMPS program was another one of the walk-the-walk the walk programs. Like, you're talking about mentorship all the time. You're talking about leadership. So what are you doing about it? And so, you know, seniors are in a transitional year, um, seniors in high school. And mm-hmm. I I thought this is a great opportunity for them to be paired up with someone successful within our community. And when they are paired up with them, um, you know, they, they kind of can get some guidance throughout the year. And we use, um, you know, my starting five um words and characteristics and we build off of those each month and we have guest speakers and we've had some tremendous the guest speakers Guest speakers
2: are amazing jack yes. hamlin who's a world war ii veteran uh, 101 years old now incredible I believe, is, has come in and spoke the last couple years to the kids and i tell you the only thing that jenny doesn't do well when it comes to this champs program <laughs> is is the kids that she selects because mike i'm gonna be the first to tell you these kids are so much more organized (laughs) and prepared and mature than i was at 17 18 years old it is not even i'm sometimes i'm getting advice from them versus me giving out advice because some of these kids from other schools we've had um
0: uh, 15 schools now represented in the program so that um, you know, that, that has been something I'm really proud of as well, because I wanted to have, you know, from different schools. And I have one or two from each one trying to, you know, come into the program. But it's been a great program, and, and I've really enjoyed it. We've finished um, our fifth year, if you can believe that, oh. this past, I call it fifth season. But, you know, there's information on, on the website, too, about Champs and the, and the product line as well.
3: In addition to the radio shows, you are an author of mm. multiple Books. Well, correct?
0: you know, I, w- one of the things I love is telling people's stories. So I've written two biographies and a children's series and, and the biographies are really just, they were passion projects. Um, I, you know, I have a, 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 my family has a place in War Eagle, Arkansas, and um, I love that area and they have a big craft there every year. And, and the, the, the couple that started that rant and, and is running that it was just a, Phenomen- they have a phenomenal story and so I wrote their book and their story and I just uh, I loved that um, they were friends with my grandparents so was, that was kind of fun and then of course I wrote uh, Raising Razorbacks which is a story about you know my father Tommy Burnett and you know growing up uh, with his brothers Bobby Burnett and Billy Burnett all three played at the University of Arkansas and then um my uncle bobby and my dad played in the nfl and and it was it was a, a that was definitely a selfish project i wanted something for my grandkids and great grandkids you know and just kind of a legacy project that really turned into um you know telling the story of how my grandparents raised three division one athletes, you know, that went to Arkansas and, and the different things that they did to help support them in that endeavor. And I and then there's a lot of stories, you know. My grandfather bit a man's ear off one night and there's that stories in there and there's you know, there's some stories about the Pro Bowl that my uncle was in. You know, what I mean so there's some neat stories, some funny stories and things that they um, that they found themselves in. So I've I've loved that. Um, my children's series is just bedtime stories I told my kids that I decided to put on paper. So nothing fancy, nothing big, nothing that's going to be on, you know, nothing that has an Oprah sticker, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> It's is there
3: another one coming in the near future?
0: I, there, I, yes, I actually, uh, <laughs> I have just, I'm in the final editing stages right now with, um, with my next one. And, of course, it's based on the human champion model that I talk about in my post-game talk. And it talks about my, my five tenets of, of successful leaders. And so it, it is something that is coming. So I'm working on that um, as, as well as finishing up my, my dissertation.
2: Your dad was such a big influence Mm -hmm. on your life. How much influence did he have on those tenets that you have modeled so much around between books and product lines and radio shows and mentorship groups?
0: You know, I'm really lucky that both of my parents have been such a big influence on me. Um, My dad and I shared a very similar athletic mentality. Uh, We got each other. We understood each other. Uh, my mom was um, was also extremely supportive, um, and always uh, you know just always there. Like I mean, it was just just always there. I can tell you, here's the difference kind of uh, between them. We 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 played a team. I won't say which team it is because I would not want you know to embarrass that coach and that team. But it was pretty awesome because they were state ranked. We were not. We were playing a media com game, oh, and <laughs> I might be able to find it, Mike. <laughs> and um, we uh, we beat them and we weren't supposed to and we had this great game plan they had an all-state post and we did some different things and um I, you know, it was great. So after the game, I called uh, my dad and my dad was like, this is awesome. I can't, you know, I loved the way you were guarding her left shoulder. You knew that she turned that way every time and you were guarding her left shoulder and you were cutting that off and the backside rotation, she couldn't get it to the baseline runner. And, and so he was telling me all this stuff. I saw it. It was awesome. And then, you know, I call my mom and I'm like, you know, Hey, did you get to catch the game? And she goes, yes, I did. I go, what'd you think? And she goes, well, honey, I just want to tell you a little lipstick never killed anybody. (laughs) Now she also said she was very proud of our win and all that stuff. Two very different reactions. Yes, it was so funny, two but parents. yeah, definitely. But they both been a big influence on me. Um, I, you know, I miss my dad every day, Um, but I, you know, I, I just, I'm very grateful. And I, I can tell you right now, my mom is in my focus group. I have a, a a focus group uh, and she's one of those members and I call her after every single show and and I get her feedback and you would think, oh, your mom's probably just telling you how great you are. Nope. (laughs) No, No, I've,
2: I've met Joe Bell. Yeah. She's she she has no problem putting her critics. At. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we had you know, we've had a, we've had a lot of fun and she's really she's fantastic. And um, I think that it's been it's been wonderful to have her in this show as well, because I would go to my to dinner with my dad after the show for years and years and years. And I always called her and I got their feedback immediately. Yeah, so there you have it. Joe Bell, she's been awesome. So I want to thank her and her husband, Bill. They don't miss a show. So they are And my they're most... both
2: mentors in the champs program. They now. are. Have they are. For the last couple of years. That's exactly
0: right. I also, you know, want to take a, a moment and think about, thank my brothers. Because my brother, Jeff, has been, I did a series on um, the psychological effects of superfans. And he's my chief superfan. <laughs> and, you know, he's been a lot of fun and very supportive in the show. And then my other brother, Greg, is a sponsor uh, of of my show and he wanted to sponsor because you know how siblings are he's like i'm going to sponsor your show and i'm like well what do you you know what do you mean you're going to sponsor my show and he's like i'm going to sponsor it so that if i could critique it i don't feel bad afterwards <laughs> i can tell you what you're doing wrong and so um, I because want to he thank-
2: cares about thoughtful radio. He
0: does care about local and thoughtful radio. That's right. So thanks to my brothers as well. I really appreciate them. And I appreciate you all taking the time. I'm sorry that Ned ate all the cake, but thank you for being here tonight and celebrating show number 300.
3: We got to reverse the roles tonight. It has been a lot of fun. People learn maybe a little bit more about you than your guest. And for 299 shows, it's been about the guest. We made number 300 about you and wow. we're tickled
0: well well thank you i appreciate that very much i i, I love this show and i hope that you all uh, stay with us and, and continue to listen to it and continue to indulge as i continue to talk about a coach's point of view right so thank you Corey. appreciate you being here tonight as well my pleasure and uh, we're going to move into our post game talk and our post game talk is sponsored by story construction visit their website story s-t-o-r-e-e.com high quality service and high quality satisfaction and we're going to move into our post game talk and next week though i've got a great interview coming up i'm so excited we're going to have david archer on the show he is the cornell head football coach this guy's got an awesome philosophy you're going to love listening to him so catch that next week so let's move into our post game talk Well, in our post-game talk tonight, I always try to give you a little bit of a challenge. Well, the challenge I am going to give you tonight is show gratitude. Show gratitude to people that are supporting you. And since day one, I've had some amazing sponsors that have supported this show. Great Southern Bank has been my presenting sponsor since day one so thank you to joe turner thank you to kelly polonis i appreciate all of you and your teammates at great southern bank for being involved and i want to thank greg stevenson and his teammates over at highland dairy since day one they have been a a big supporter and i just am so grateful for their involvement craig lehman who is also my insurance person shelter insurance he is such a passionate sports fan and i have loved having his support it's Along the way, as well, has been a lot of wonderful feedback for the show. Bill Grant, Ford, and Oliver. I'm not going to go anywhere else to get in the car. They are tremendous, and we really appreciate those. Thank you, thank you all for, for sponsoring this show. It means a lot. Amanda Reed over at Story Construction. What a tremendous story she has of oh, her own. I just am so grateful that she's involved in Story Construction. It's also so with Danny West over at West Logging. I want to thank him and and his organization for being on board as well. And I guess I'm going to have to thank my brother Greg, too. (laughs) Greg and Melinda Burnett. Um, I'm so grateful for you all as well and and helping support the show and keeping it going. Springfield Yard Cards is my son's business, and yes, I do make him pay for those ads. And I'm very grateful that that he is a part of it as well. So here's the deal. Uh, Thank somebody. Show support. Be gracious with them. That's your challenge for this week. And thank you to all of my favorite teammates and everybody for making these 300 shows great. And we're going to continue moving forward in that direction because that's how champions do it. And I want to remind you, as I do each and every week, be a good human. Live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been A Coach's Perspective.